Yeah, we got ourselves another Banana Slam Jam podcast. Perfect intro so far. We are partnered with Prediction. Uh, you can find them on all the social medias, as well as iTunes and Spotify. You can see them up there in the top oh, yeah. right. What's up? You didn't share your screen. I can't see you. Yeah, shut yeah, up. Okay. So I'll ask you, man. I haven't seen you really streaming all that much. Have you been, or have I just been missing you? Uh, I mean, I was streaming until like tuesday and then what was it about the valve servers like went down I, I literally was prepared to stream for like 14 hours and i got to like hour eight and then the servers just shit the bed for like two hours and i just was losing my shit and i was just like i'm done i'm done for now i just i got and you just stopped for like five days from that one well, well no but so the reasoning for that is dota Dota's performance on my current computer has been going down. Like my current computer is about six years old, so it, it's just, I haven't rep, I haven't replaced. I love it. I love the pug pudge mug. I almost said pug mudge because you know I just because you're dyslexic. Shit like that, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dota has been super like lag spiky for me um, lately. So I literally rage bought. A new computer <laughs> so now i'm kind of just waiting for that at this point <laughs> oh nice yeah <laughs> been but there done that like, like the lag spikes in dota was just like i like i i just came to the realization i wasn't enjoying the game because like i i would m make a mistake or something due to just you know a random 0.5 second lag spike where i would miss a cs or like i w i wouldn't go on someone like the exact moment i'm supposed to how old your pc because of it uh, it's like six years i said yeah uh, like, I okay there, i didn't hear so. that part okay okay yeah. okay so yeah it's pretty old yeah, and, and I haven't done any updates on it or anything, so, you know, everything is the same components that when I or when I originally made it, so. Yeah, you seem and, to spend yeah. literally zero dollars on literally anything, so. I, I tell you, I don't spend money, and then, you know, and then Dota started shitting the bed, and I'm just like, fuck it, I'm just getting, I'm buying a PC. And, you know, I like it because I bought a pre-built one this time, because video or graphics cards are, like, impossible to find or at least like find the 3080s or whatever uh individually are like impossible to find so i just bought a pre-build this time Which, you know it's a really I'm good not... idea for getting a 3080 what's that just be sponsored by a team that sponsored by Alien. yeah 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 there there you go i mean i unfortunately do not have like a bajillion sponsors BSA. dude i searched so long for like 3080s, never got one, and then I just joined Liquid. <laughs> I have 30. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, a smart, like, it's, it's a smart thing to do. <laughs> I'm like, that was easy. Fuck. <laughs> that was all I had to do was just get invited to Liquid. Fuck, that was so yeah, easy. Not, that's it. Yeah. I uh, I I heard you can like maybe find them at uh Costco's or something like that. Uh, can you? But... Wow. But but apparently they're like insanely any. insanely expensive, like around eleven hundred to fourteen hundred dollars. So yeah, I was just like, ah, fuck it, I'm just buying a pre-built. I I I I also didn't want to like worry about building the computer because when I built this current computer that I'm using, the uh, what was it, the uh, the processor that's what it's called the processor was dead on arrival but i didn't test it before like putting on the thermal paste and everything so i just like made the computer but my processor was dead so then i had to like get a new processor and that processor was like delayed in the mail so it ended up being like an extra month or something when i was building my own computer and that was incredibly frustrating so the fact that i'm getting a pre-built now is kind of like you know they did all the testing they did they put it all together and just it's kind of it's kind of nice that sounds nice <laughs> Anyways, i don't know why i think i'm just like in a chill mood right now because whenever i do coaching i just get so mentally drained do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i've just used all of my brain power to describe what i'm thinking in dota it's really hard <laughs> it is it's really hard. So I mean, I'm listening. I'm chilling. But uh, how was yeah. uh, how was London with Dota people? Oh yeah, I did that. Yeah, it was great. We uh, 
We were there for four days. We went to... We concluded the trip with going to restaurant Gordon Ramsay. Oh. And that was uh, definitely top three, if not like the best meal I've ever had. So that was... Uh. Pretty fantastic. Uh, it was very nice. There was like five courses or something, and uh, they space it out really well. It's like a three-hour, four-hour dinner, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, great company, obviously. It was me, Collie, Will, and Chloe, his girlfriend. It was Agnes and Aiden, Aiden uh, and Sania. And then Jabs, the coach also of Team Liquid, and then Charlie Yang. So that was our eight people that went to that dinner. For the rest of the trip, we had uh, Sheepstick there. Uh, we went to a dinner at Heston Blumenthal, which is like a rung or two down. It's still a very nice restaurant. Um, it's like a two-star Michelin. Do you even know what Michelin star restaurants are? I, I, I do. Because you, you like, like you, you, you yeah. described it to me again when I was in uh, New York. Okay. With you. Okay. Because I before Kali, I never knew what a Michelin star uh, restaurant was. So um, that one was the the Gordon Ramsay's is obviously a three-star. That's the nicest. Um, but the Heston Blumenthal was a two star. It was very nice, still very nice dinner. And they had this tipsy cake, which is like this, uh, like rum soaked, I believe it was, uh, like butter bread thing with like cinnamon sauce and like <laughs> multiple hours, maybe even like a day of spit roasted pineapple. Of pineapple, <laughs> and it was <laughs> like so good. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, I mean, we were told to go there just to get the tipsy cake. Uh, and the funny thing about that restaurant is, is that the main course was like the most underwhelming part because the main course is like really. steak or pork, and I don't know. There's just really not that much you can do with steak or pork. It's like if it's good steak, it's good steak. If it's good pork, it's good pork. But like, mm. there, that was their dessert. And their appetizer is called meat fruit, okay? And it's like, I guess the fruit sometimes changes, but the fruit is a manufactured, like, tangerine that the outside of the tangerine is, like, fake. Like, it's like a... But it looks like a tangerine. Like, if you look at it, it looks like one. Uh So it's like this... I don't remember what the peel was made of, but something edible. And the inside was, like, was duck, the inside was like this smoothed out duck. It's like almost foie gras, but it's not the liver. It's not like the in- inhumanely made or whatever one. Um, that sounds so strange. <laughs> but it was so fuck. It's meant to be like a bread spread. They give you like a really nice okay. piece of bread and you put it on your bread. It's like this meat paste. And I know it doesn't sound good, but it was literally the most feel, amazing thing I've ever tasted. You're, you're, you're talking to someone who has never eaten I know, meat before. I know. I like, know. Like, like really Guys, just look up. up just look up dinner. You know what? You know what? I'm going to turn off your cam for a second. I'm going to pull this shit up because there, there's no way to describe this to you guys. There's absolutely no way. Dinner by Heston Blumenthal Meat Fruit. There's absolutely no way to describe this to you. There's just no way. <laughs> Images. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I'm showing I'm showing it on my main screen here. Where's my main screen? Do I have a main screen? Okay, I have to show it on Monkey's. Yo, I think you'll see it when I show it on the thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's I'm sure. let's go to your cam. ah that's what it looks like that's the dish and that thing is a completely fake and tangerine and it's just just filled with duck paste or or whatever yes it was just it was like a meat (laughs) dude it was so fucking good do they have like a picture of them spreading it yeah this is the inside dude Oh, so it kind of looks like it kind of looks like a cheese or something. Yes, but it's meat. Okay. Yeah. And it was Okay. Oh my god, it's not duck liver, guys. <laughs> it's not foie gras. Okay. That's it for that. Let's pull up your cam again. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you guys, man. That was actually the best appetizer I've ever tasted. And they had um 
they had a uh, like a truffle thing that was about the same thing, where it's like a little ball, but it doesn't look like a fruit or anything. It's just a little ball that you spread on your on your bread, and it was like a truffle puree paste thing, and it was like amazing. But the meat fruit was legit the, the literal the best fruit. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, all you non-vegetarians out there, if you go to London, go to dinner by Hessen Blumenthal and get the meat fruit. Get it. Get it. It's literally, I don't know, it's pate. Okay, I believe you. Somebody said in my chat that's what it's like referred to as. Um, but yeah, so that was like the best appetizer I've ever tasted. Definitely top like three to five desserts I've ever tasted. Um, and then Ramsey's dinner was just like very normal ingredients that were just the best versions of that that I've ever tasted. <laughs> like, I just had, like, a plum salad, you know? It sounds so boring. It was, like, plums and, like, asparagus and, like, broccoli puree in a salad. Uh, and it was the best salad I've ever tasted. <laughs> I was just, like, you look at it, it looks beautiful, you know? But, like, when they describe to you the ingredients, when you say it out loud, it's just, like, okay, sounds like a salad. <laughs> Yeah. But, like, the way they prepare it and, like, the ratios. The thing that I've learned about fine dining monkeys, there's one thing that's really stands out to me. They just have, like, eight flavors in one bite, and they all somehow go together. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I, just I, eat I, eight. I, it's, I, like, eight flavors, five different textures, and it works. Yeah. And you're just like... You're just like, huh. <laughs> I, I don't know how that works. I don't, I don't, I don't know how that worked. So, uh, you know, the my my lessons I've learned in the few really nice restaurants I've been to is that you just make sure you get as many of the components in one bite, because you're not meant to compartmentalize the ingredients. You're supposed to get them all in one bite because they yeah, purposely yeah. put all that shit together. And I hate that my webcam is doing this stupid ass focusing crap. Um. Where is my web? Is it this one? No, no, it's this one. Properties. Is it... Dude, I have way too many webcams on this. I have not cleaned up. I, really do. I have not cleaned up this thing at all. Oh, I found it. I, like, I actually I found like how, it. I like how there's still Brax webcam. That's <laughs> that that's from, from like a year ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up. I deleted it just for you, all right? <laughs> Monkeys is an asshole, guys. Don't let him tell you what, what did I do? What is, why can't I configure this? What if I just... De okay, activate. Okay, we're back. Now configure. Why won't it let me... Con oh, is it over here? Oh, my God, I found it. Okay. Okay. I did it, Monkeys. It's not going to zoom in and out anymore. It just triggers me so much, and I'm sure people watching are like, why is BSJ zooming in and out over and over again? I, the voice is bad? Yeah. Nah, they're, they're, it's the guy in the chat's lying. Okay. <laughs> the guy in chat is wrong. It's the yeah. people who are wrong. Yes. Wrong. It's definitely not me. <laughs> uh, there, there's like six webcams in this OBS, dude. I think we, I think it's... The, there's no better time to get rid of the six webcams than like right now. In all my other middle, tabs are put in the middle of the podcast. All the other tabs are perfectly clear, <laughs> but apparently this one I've just left like seven extra webcams on there. Um, but yeah, no. So it was definitely an awesome trip. We went and saw Phantom of the Opera, which I had never seen before, which was great. Yeah, and we went and work. did. An interesting escape room. I thought it was it was more like story oriented, and I'm like a try hard puzzle nerd, yeah. so it wasn't my type of escape room. But I could see the appeal. We were like solving like some murder mystery, and there were like some jump scares oh, and stuff. Um, and then we also went to the casino one day, which was fun. I learned that uh, Europeans are allergic to craps. I learned uh, oh, that they are. I see. So, you know, simply put, if there's anybody in the chat that goes to the casino, if you like craps, my only understanding is that you've never played craps. Or if you like roulette, excuse me, you've never played craps. That, that's the only way. Because they're the exact same game, but craps is just better. So if you play roulette, it's because you've never played craps. 
And apparently a lot of your... So we went to a casino, and there's only one casino in all of London that has a craps table. And it's open at 8 p.m. It opens from, like, 8 p.m., and they say it goes either between, like, two to eight hours, depending on, like, how long people play for but it's the it's like the only it's the only craps table in all of London that ever opens up, and we were at dinner every night, so I never got to play craps because because yeah. we oh, were at dinner I'm at eight so, p.m. I'm so sorry, so, I was I was I was sad, but <laughs> I gave my rant during the trip, and I'm gonna give my five second rant to everyone watching. Roulette has thirty six numbers, all right. In craps, there's two dice, each with six, so there's thirty six possibilities. Obviously, like, some of the possibilities add up to the same numbers, you know, like 6 and 1 and 5 and 2 are the same result. Yeah. But in craps, you get to play all the roles, meaning it, I get to bet for an 8, and I get to keep rooting for an 8 until it rolls. Yeah. But in roulette, I pick a number, and if it doesn't spend that number, I just lose all my money. Yeah. So it's just strictly worse. That's my That's my super short rant there i'm gonna take you you we played craps together in uh in vegas right at one of our runes tournaments yeah Yeah, man uh, that and and that was when zach was sitting behind us right yeah 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 zach it was that it was that i specifically remember it was at uh new york new york i think was the casino we were at because it's the one with like all the fake city shit in it you know like we're in the middle there's all this fake (laughs) no so as another thing okay this is how our podcasts are always go, guys. They're super organized. So um, I was actually thinking about this, that Vegas for me growing up, you know, I grew up in Arizona. It's like a four-hour drive, like one-hour flight. It's like right there. And yeah. now it's like a 10-hour flight. Like, yeah, now, now it's like a whole a whole uh, trip now. Yeah, yeah like and I, that well. part of that is just so sad to me because – that's just so sad because I used to I used to go maybe once or twice a year for like a few days, mm-hmm. and now I just I can't. Does uh does that uh Atlantic City have craps? Yeah, Atlantic City is literally like poor man's Vegas. It has everything that Vegas has, just mm-hmm. less casinos. They're not quite as nice. I, and... I've literally never been there before, so. Yeah, no. You know what? When I come back to when I come back, you should come to Vegas. Would come to uh, Atlantic City with me. The cool thing was that was where Kali and I met because if you guys don't know the history, TLD, I mean, a lot of TLDRs here, BSJ just telling his entire life story. Back when I lived in Arizona, I met Kali on auto chess. And then the only reason we ever got to meet up in person was like three months after we started talking, we weren't sure if we were ever going to see each other in person. But then I got invited to collegiate star league finals to cast, which was in Atlantic City, which for Kali was like an hour and a half, two hour bus ride. You know, it's like 25 uh, bucks to get there or something. So I was like, hey, you want to come like see if we hit it off or whatever? And we yeah. spent like our first night in the same, like meeting each other, playing craps. <laughs> That's the most perfect VSJ story. And Kyle was there. Kyle was the other caster that they got for uh, the for the other um, for the for the finals of the for the collegiate star league. And um, I just I, I just I'm like yeah. And the funny thing is that uh, I, I don't think I've ever had a girlfriend that like understands gambling or video games. And Collie's like <laughs> and now and now Collie's like Collie's like the Dota player that joins me at the casino you know like my dad's relationship for instance like my dad likes the casino too it's like when he goes his wife just uh my stepmom he she just like hangs out at the restaurant or she goes and does her own thing with her friends or whatever but with collie if i go to the casino she's next to me at the blackjack table (laughs) you know she sits with me at the at the blackjack table so she doesn't really like craps but sometimes she'll root me on but uh Either way, it's just, I'm like... It's still a great it's, story, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely meant to be. I don't, I, the funny thing is I don't get to go gambling very often anymore, so it's kind of sad. But Blitz is a great gambling partner. Blitz, Blitz... I, I, uh, I'm pretty sure you've told me that before. Yeah, he's great. I, I, so I, we went, I, he went I with us in like, London. I feel like you associated that with a story the last time you told me that, but yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I remember the, the Blitz gambling yeah. story. The thing is that... 
you know, we're not going to get into this whole discussion, but everyone has this horrible view of gambling. And it's like, if I show up to the casino with one or $200, I'm expecting on average to lose like 60 bucks. You know, meaning across 20 times, you know, I probably lose 12 times and win eight times. So I probably lost an average of 60 bucks. And I usually go for like. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Four hours. And it's like, yeah. that's what I'm there for. Like, you know, like I'm having fun. I'm expecting to lose money on average and I'm having fun. And people look at gambling as like, I'm like delusional that I'm going to win money or some shit. I mean, in craps, I have a one out of six chance of rolling the right number and it's going to pay me five to one. Like I'm literally programmed to lose the fucking money, but it's fun. So, yeah, just saying, you're, screw all you guys. I hate a, on gambling. You're such a math nerd. <laughs> I am. I really am. Yeah, that. roulette and craps are actually not very house favored. Actually, it's very—it's only like one or two percent, which is nice. Which means, like yeah. on average, you're not going to really lose that much money. Which is aren't nice. they like the most uh, the most player friendly games out there? Yeah, they are. Well, in Europe, craps or sorry, roulette is much favorable compared to America because in America they have two double zeros. They have two zeros, so like every game is paid off of thirty six numbers. But then they have zero and double zero. So it's 38 oh. numbers. But in Europe, it's 37 numbers. They only have one zero. So all the odds are based on 36 numbers, but oh, okay. there's 37 yeah. numbers. So it's actually like twice as much against you in America as it is in Europe. But roulette still fucking sucks. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, yeah, no, the funny thing that I saw, though, was the craps table in London had better odds than any craps table I had ever seen. Really? It actually had better odds than any craps table I'd ever seen. So I'm, if I ever get to go back to London, I'm 100% slotting in one night that I'm playing craps because it had better odds than any other casino. The house edge is really thin there. It's actually really thin. I was like, holy shit, like... Why are European casinos less greedy than American <laughs> casinos? I guess capitalism or something. I don't know. But like every bet, or like <laughs> yeah. So like I guess my best example would be there's one bet that the actual odds are ten to one. In America, it pays you nine to one, but in Europe, it pays you nine point five to one. So the house edge is just 
cut in half. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, well, shit, I want to play here. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, I, I don't, I didn't really expect this to turn into a gambling podcast, but uh, you've enabled me. I, I think I'm what? talking about it more because I haven't gotten to do it in like the last like <laughs> two or three months, which is kind of sad for me. I, I mean, like to go every month or so. You'll get there, BSJ. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, what have you actually been up to? You know, you haven't been streaming. What have you been doing? Um. Well, I went to a friend's wedding. Not this pre or this last weekend, but the weekend before. Oh yeah, you that. mentioned that. How was that? Yeah. How was the wedding? Did you was, look all spiffy? Oh, I looked insanely spiffy. I, uh, you know, that was the first time I ever actually dressed up in a suit and tie and and everything and uh yeah I, and then obviously i had my little dota dota meltdown where i rage bought a computer and true um now i'll turn now i'm just kind of bit. playing like random games with a uh, z freak um some sometimes it's what, what game is your favorite one right now uh we just tried risk of rain uh last night which uh, or risk of rain 2 sorry that's like the fps version apparently risk of rain 1 was more like specifically roguelike or something rather than having the fps as aspect um but risk of rain 2 is pretty fun um i feel like I um ricky was playing risk of rain i feel like i saw he's in chat right now but go ahead continue uh, i also <laughs> i also actually played a couple games of league of legends <laughs> That was that was interesting. Oh yeah, there it is. There's the picture. Look at that dapper young lad. Oh my god! Why? I, I, stop full screening on me, you piece of garbage. Just trying to get yeah. There, there's our new podcaster right there. And, uh, let's uh, there he is. Yes, yes. Oh, that is. Yeah, I like the purple. I like it. Yeah, the yeah, the, the pocket square is quite nice. Dude, dude, I I I loved it when I uh I went to a uh what was it called men's warehouse I think the the store was called and like I I had uh, a a dedicated like a dedicated tailor or whatever she she helped me out with like everything she literally just gave me like three options for everything and she's like pick out whatever you want it all like it all goes together it all <laughs> like at this point it's just whatever like your personal preferences are and i, I saw the purple i'm like oh hell yeah we gotta go purple <laughs> nice purple and pink um, are manly ass colors man they're manly dude, colors I, I love purple i love purple my, my friend pulls off pink too he actually he he usually dresses up in like pink whenever we go out and i usually dress up in like purple or something so we're just pink and purple going around together. hey man the babes love purple and pink i'm telling you did you did you meet any nice ladies at the wedding i mean i got i got to know like a lot of uh my friends you know mutual friends but i i i i was a boomer at the wedding i left by like 9 30 10, 10 o'clock nobody so. struck your fancy monkeys no uh no not really have you not seen the movie wedding crashers with uh have, Vince Vaughn? But... yeah i mean yeah, yeah weddings are second only to funerals for the best place to meet women second only to funerals I mean, you saw the movie, so you know uh, how to... <laughs> Yes, I know what you're referencing. It's just still funny. <laughs> oh, man. Will Ferrell's part in that movie was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. That's one of my top ten of all time, for sure. Yeah, it was definitely a good one. But but yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I've just been chilling. I, uh, I've been going to the gym a decent amount, like every other day i've been going for like two and a half hours i actually got uh do you know those um what do you do for two and a half hours at the gym well i run for like an hour lift weights holy shit right for an hour do... wow i like i i do a lot of uh knee rehab while i'm there as okay well. yeah you, you still need to do that yeah <clears throat> but but uh, speaking of which, I don't really have to go to the gym for knee rehab now. I don't. I wish I had the band. I, I have one of those like workout bands, like the the big loops or whatever, made of like rubber or whatever, and you can like do various workouts with them. 
like uh for example yeah i know what you're talking uh, about yeah you can put it around like your knees and kind of like crab walk sideways and like you can it's like doing weighted squats basically and stuff like that so I, i'm really happy about that because i can basically do knee rehabilitation while i'm at home now and you know i can just like sit on my bed for 15 minutes and just do different things to you know get the movement back for my knee and everything which i'm happy about because most of the pain is actually going away when i'm running now which is like the first time i've had that happen in like a year that's so, awesome dude physical therapy so like brutal man yeah i, I it's like twice as much it. effort to do like half as much shit you know yeah, that's know. how i describe physical I, therapy. When, when i broke my wrist twice and uh when i was like 15 or 16 i, I literally broke my wrist uh racing a friend goofy footed going snowboarding because uh, because he's he was like all right we, we gotta just try this why not i'm like all right let's do it and i broke my wrist <laughs> and then i got my cast off and the next day i had a soccer game <laughs> and, and a kid tripped me when i was gonna go and take a shot you were just tired of not having <laughs> and, that cast and, on and I, and I threw my hands up and my wrist just snapped again same one same one yep same one was Except it your right hand or your time, left hand my left okay so, luckily you still had your your right hand <laughs> true your but, right uh, hand, yeah. the um the second time I broke it, it broke in three different, uh, three different places. So Yikes. like they had a, they had a re, they had to like re-break it into place when I went to the hospital. So like it would heal properly. Yeah, that kind of happened to me and, actually when I broke my hand. Yeah, or broke. And my that hand. was like, oh my god, that was the worst experience ever. Dude, I've actually been and there. Then... I've actually been there. I've done that. <laughs> and then, and then, anyways, the reason I told this story is because the rehab for that was I literally had to just hold a, a tennis ball and squeeze it like 300 times a day for like two years because my wrist was so weak because it was in a cast for like six months straight that it, it just sounds like your break was, was worse than mine I guess, I guess combining the two breaks together <laughs> yeah yeah really the, the, the two the, the two breaks back to back was what did it for sure like it, yeah it, i never it, had to do like so the physical weak. therapy because my mine was in a cast for like seven or eight weeks yeah, yeah. and then i like I a normal amount of time, not, yeah. not triple that. <laughs> I never had to do. I never had to do like risk wrist strengthening exercises. I yeah. remember when I got it out of the cast because it was in the full arm cast. It was in the cast like up here. I I extended my elbow and it cracked, like, and then I vomited because my elbow just hurt. I was like, my elbow was just not ready to go straight. I was just yep. thought nothing of it. I'm like, whoop, and then yeah. I. Just, and it was so uncomfortable, I just vomited. It was like the weirdest thing. I yeah. know the feeling. I know the feeling. Yeah, it's really weird how much we take like straightening your arm for granted. For sure. But yeah. uh but yeah, that's Does, did it ever feel like that with your knee? Because your knee was probably locked in place for a while, right? No, so I never actually got anything on my knee. So I well so I had two knee injuries before I actually went to a doctor for the third one, but the, like the first two knee injuries, I just didn't properly strengthen it after after okay. knee injuries. Okay, and that's why like, you got I, the I third just, one. Well, yeah, basically. So like the first two, I just kind of like gave it two two months to heal on its own, and then after that, I just like you know kind of was getting back into things like slowly, but I mainly was doing rock climbing after the first two knee, knee injuries, and that doesn't really like increase leg strength at all so i you know I, I i fell off of a climb and i just really messed it up and then i the third time was like the worst one by far and that's when i went to the the orthopedic doctor and he's just like it looks like it was only a sprain you know you dodge a bullet we really shouldn't get an mri like there's not much we can do for you You just have to like be very very aware that you have to strengthen your leg for like a year before you do anything <laughs> and i'm like all right i'll do it properly this time. <laughs> third time's a charm monkeys third time's yeah, a charm exactly so so doing my best i mean we've both kind of given like this is our lives right now and i see somebody in chat critiquing the fact that we haven't talked about ti and i'd ask you monkeys are you even thinking about ti serious question in like your daily I mean, life I, do you think about ti at all 
I mean, in my daily life, no, not yet. I, I like, mean, when like, do you think my, about TI if, then? Like, if it's not your when daily I, when life. I, when, when, usually, when I'm like playing Dota, like the people I'm playing Dota with will bring it up, or Twitch chat will bring it up, or something. But you know, if I'm just like doing other things in Dota, I'm not really thinking about. Are it you currently life. excited for TI? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I would say I'm excited. I, I, I will be so excited by the time it gets here. It's just like. I don't know. All I can really say about TI right now is the same shit. I think LGD is going to win. I think they're just the best at, like, do-nothing Dota. I think that's the best style of Dota right now. And I don't know. I Like, what What else do you want me to say? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't. I, I don't see their scrims. I don't, I don't really watch EU pubs. I don't, like, I don't know. I just... What, well, what, what I've what learned so far is that there's, like, a lot of restrictions for people who are going to TI. So... It just sounds like the people aspect of TI is not really going to be there this year. Yeah. Which kind of sucks, honestly. It put a lot of damper on it. doesn't really seem like there's much that can be done. Um, the Dota itself, the casting part of it for me, very much looking forward to any part that I get to take in. Like, I am super excited for that. Yeah, but I feel like half the excitement... getting invited. I yeah, you know. Thank you, thank you. I mean, the first... like, It's like, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but if you've been to TI before... A big part of TI is the people part. Is you know, crowd. seeing everybody. The crowd is, is like the best part. Yeah. Um, and as far as I can tell, there's virtually no interaction between panelists and casters and the crowd. Mm. So it's just sad. It's just sad that it has to be that way. It's like a little bit bittersweet. There's nobody really at fault. You know, I'm not like mad at Valve or anything like that. It's just how it is. So. Like, people are talking about TI, and part of me is just like, I know once I get there, once I'm watching the Dota, I'm going to be in my euphoric mode of like, oh, this is amazing, you know, what's the next carry IO that's going to like, you know, win the tournament and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely, I don't have nearly high expectations for the other stuff, like not the Dota, but everything, the the extra stuff. I don't have nearly yeah. as high expectations for that, um, but... It just hasn't really even hit me that I'm like doing yeah. TI. Like I don't, I don't know. Well, it hasn't hit me. Well, really. I mean, I, as I said, I did think the crowd is like a huge part of it because I, I mean, the one TI I actually went to in person was the uh, TI8, and the the crowd, the the Chinese cr uh, part of the crowd and and the Western part of the crowd just fighting each other with the LGD and OG ch dude. Yeah. Oh my God, that was just like, it was just different. It, it truly was just different. Just the, like, the entire stadium just roaring anything. Like, anytime anything would happen. Oh, it was just... It was so good. It was so cool. And not not having that aspect definitely... Uh, I, I feel like it does hurt the hype. But... Well, I, I honestly mean, like, think I, as a viewer I, I, at home, it's barely going to be any different. I feel yeah, like it's yeah, going to yeah. be almost the exact same. Um... But, I mean, but, but I, I mean, like, it could even affect, like, players and stuff to an extent, too. Oh, right? absolutely. Like, a, a, a lot of that does come into play. Because, I mean, even if you're in soundproof soundproof booths, you you still, like, you feel you feel the crowd. You feel the rattle and, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the vibrations. <laughs> yeah, you definitely feel that stuff. Um, not that I would know. But, uh... I, I would! <laughs> yeah, nice flex, bro. Uh, but no, I mean, so TI, I, I feel like it's odd. I, I feel like it was nice and it's cool to be a part of the pubs going into TI. I feel like I'm a little bit too low MMR. Like if I was like 200, 300 MMR higher, I would see a lot more pros in my games. I get like one out of four games. I get like a bunch of pros in my game. Um, but I feel like it's kind of ruining TI for me. Cause I also feel like I know exactly what I'm going to see. I'm going to see Whiff yeah. Tiny. I'm going to see Weaver. I'm going to see Venge. I'm going to see... Yeah, I'm going to see all these heroes. I know exactly what heroes are going to get picked. I see, I'm going to see Medusa. I'm going to see some, like, Falcon Blade Axe Specters. You know, I'm going to see some... Like, I'm going to see all the shit I'm seeing in my games. Can so, I, like... Can I just say how disappointed I am how good Tiny is right before TI? Like, how oh crazy is that? They didn't really what? buff him that much. Dude, the hero is Isn't that is crazy? Not it is so nuts. Like, Dude, it is. It wins every game. I see it. Every game. And, like, 
I, I, I actually am just going to start for, I'm going to ban it every game. I, I hate Tiny. Like, oh my god. Every game. Every game. <laughs> like, even if I, sh even if I somehow beat Tiny in lane, which is rare, he still just farms more than everyone and still does, like, 1500 burst damage up 10 minutes in the game and you're like what the hell <laughs> yeah there's something about knowing the guy's missing as a carry and you're like he could just be hitting ancients or he could one shot <laughs> <laughs> and neither is a good option <laughs> yeah i uh i don't know part of me i i feel like this patch I feel like Dota players are too good, man. You need to drastically change the game. Like, you need to change the map in some ridiculous way because the map right now is so figured out that I feel like it takes top-tier Dota pros, like, four days to figure out, like, the most broken hero. You know, you quickly yeah. nerf Sven a little bit, suddenly Tiny just comes out of nowhere. You know, you buff Weaver. I knew the second I read 7.30C that Weaver was going to be top three heroes in the game. I knew it. The second I read it, and it's like I see I see Weaver in every game. Like I I don't know if you see it in NA too, but in, no, no, in no, no. EU Weaver. it is picked every game, BSJ, and it wins like sixty percent. Of course I see. Weaver. I mean yeah yeah I mean Mason plays that, <laughs> but I, I'm saying I see it off lane. I see it five. I see it four. I see it literally every fucking position but mid. Yeah. I see it every position, and I'm just like I felt kind of cool for like knowing Weaver was gonna be broken, and then now I'm just like fuck. You know, there's yeah. just a weaver. <laughs> now, now you're just like, damn it, now I have to play in this match. <laughs> yeah. I, no, yeah, no, somebody I, in I chat agree. said this I, is not a good Dark Horse patch. I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, again, again, I think I think the best style in the current patch is Do Nothing Dota. And LGD are literally, they, they've perfected Do Nothing Dota. Yeah, <laughs> they it's really like, hold have, the door. In my opinion. It's like, yeah, hold the door. The, stall they they will run around as four heroes until ame gets like one or two items and has like one big spell use that big spell and two items wait for like that third item and then win the game with the third <laughs> yeah i like, hate this every patch time. for playing carry i suck at carry this patch because it's so much just like farm the next item that's all it really yep. feels like and yep, that's yep, definitely yep. not my style but i'm trying to adjust dude i've had quite for coaching sessions that guy i he's he's like the ho horse whisperer you know and i'm the horse <laughs> like i feel like i i have a i have issue like understanding certain concepts that are like so right in my face and nobody can talk to me the way i need to be talked to and coikfoot just is just like dude five words and then yeah and then i'm just like oh That's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> just five words. He just, say, he just says like five words. Everything. Yeah, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's very, well, it's yeah. very. Yeah, it's, I, I have watched uh watched some of your your coaching stuff with uh, Quaifa, and yeah, he, he's very he's very good at speaking his thoughts or, or articulating like what what he wants you to do in the game, basically, or like what his reasoning is for what it is that he wants you to do. Right. I just. I feel like it's so unique to me to just be told with confidence something I did was clearly wrong for X reason just instantly. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like I'm like fumbling between why it's right or wrong. I know it's on the fence and he's like, no, it's wrong. And then he's just like, this is why. And it's like a very palpable, tangible, like understandable, digestible reason. <laughs> It's like yeah, yeah. I, here I, it is. I think uh, I I think that's kind of the difference between the people who are like uh, subconsciously good at Dota and the people who are consciously good at Dota. If that makes sense. I there, there, there's actually there's actually a uh, like some chart. I forget what it's called. Um, Z Freak showed it to me way back in the day, like six seven years ago, something like that. But uh, back in my day. <laughs> but, but yeah, like like. It, everyone's goal as a professional player in whatever game is to get subconsciously good at the game, right? Like you just do everything reflexively, right? You just like, you see a situation and you're already doing the correct thing because you're, you're, you have trained yourself True. to be that good at the game. And I've uh, never been able to do that. I, there, there was one time that I, that I was, uh, 
I was at that level, I think, like 20, 2017 maybe ish. But I definitely like didn't play play enough Dota to like maintain that or whatever. Or like I, I don't know if I was entirely there, but that was like my closest to being there, I think, you know. And um but anyways, I do think that's like that's one of the biggest differences between like the the top pros, right? And like just the good players in Dota is like the top pros, it's literally just like it's instinct for them, right? It's reflex. Everything they do is just like they they know without a doubt they have to do this move to like win the game, right? But like almost instantaneously. But the good players, it's like they're in a bad situation and then they have to like consciously go through the steps to figure out what what the next step is. Can I say something actually, to, like, actually about this? There, right? Yeah, sure. So I go through these waves and I actually think I'm like teetering on the point of being able to reach this like subconsciously good situation um i've realized that like on days where i'm not in the right mindset and i'm like frustrated mm -hmm. that i could tell you exactly what's going wrong in the game when i'm like in the zone like it was today i, I feel like i was really in the zone today um i went three and two it really should have been four and one we were legit gonna win the game and we just threw like two no two people dying without buyback at like 45 minutes in the game when we had two lanes right. of racks and we just lost like a game we were 99% to win. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter on the winning. But when I'm in the zone, if I'm winning or losing, I couldn't tell you why. Have you ever had this well, feeling? I feel like I mean, I'm aware of what I'm supposed to do in the game and I aware, I'm aware of like the state of the game, but I really have no idea what's going on. I don't know how to explain that better. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I kind of understand what you mean. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that mainly happens if I'm just, like, hyper-focused on just, like, my own gameplay rather than, like, what's going on with the team or whatever, if that makes sense. Like, like, yeah, like, my viewers uh, will like, talk about how badly one of my teammates played, and I mean, if I'm in the zone, I don't even notice. Yeah, yeah, because I, I feel I feel like you can definitely you can definitely hit like uh mindsets in dota where you literally are just so hyper focused on your own game your own like your own mistakes your own play ju just everything right and and you're not really paying attention to like your carry going zero and three by 10 minutes or you know whatever and like whatever they're doing that is potentially griefing the team because i i mean I, I'm sure both of us have learned, learned this lesson many times over the years of just like if someone's having a bad game, like yelling at them for having a bad game or like, it's gonna like make them play focusing worse. on them for having a bad game isn't going to it's not going to do anything like best case scenario is they're going to feed and the game ends fast. <laughs> dude, I had my game. I, I like when I'm in the zone today, dude, I'm like fucking nailing it because like I supported uh, Yang. He was he's like their offlaner for Elephant, but he yeah, was yeah. playing carry in my game. And I was Jakiro against Legion Sky. That's like the most useless lane that, for Jakiro in the history rough. of Dota. And I miss <laughs> I missed by I missed like a deny or two in the first wave. And he just said GG. And I instantly <laughs> muted him. I instantly <laughs> muted him and I'm like, fuck this guy. I'm gonna I'm like, I'm gonna buy him a bunch of salves because I know that's what I'm supposed to do. But like I know for like okay, Legion Sky against Spectre Jakiro. We're gonna get railed. Okay, like we're gonna lose this lane. I knew I know we're gonna lose this lane. I'm gonna buy this guy like four salves. And uh whatever reason though, I muted him and it was really funny. I remember reading chat for a second because there was a pause. But it was like twenty nine minutes into the game, and I'm like, I don't know who's winning here. I feel like we're kinda doing okay. I'm I'm chill with what's going on in the game. And I just look up and the kill score is twenty nine to eight. <laughs> in favor of the other team and i'm like i think this game's fine but then i just look up and it's 29 to 8 i'm like 1 and 8 i'm like what like i feel like this game's fine and like somebody <laughs> in chat was like me. like this game's fine copium you know like that's what chat was that's what chat was yeah, saying yeah. and we ended up winning the game like yeah, yeah, cause we had, because we had we had max specter dota is too no, I'm good yeah i'm, I'm telling you we had mag we had uh we had max specter so it was yeah. like it was uh Obviously, our late game was very strong, but it was just weird because I feel like in the days where I'm frustrated or tilted, I would look at the fact that it's 29 to 8 and just be like, oh, God, we, we got to yeah. do something, you know, yeah. like I'm, you're just not playing in the moment. And I feel like if you're not playing in the moment, it's literally impossible to be the subconscious, subconsciously good at the game. 
right? Because yeah. uh, uh, your brain you, you doesn't have, have enough have to, room to like yes, think of yes. this shit. Yeah, right? you, you, you just you basically have to be able to innately just trust your trust yourself, right? Like you, you have a thought and you're already doing that because you you trust yourself to be like, all right, I'm I know this is correct, right? I have to. That was literally Koifa's entire spiel to me yesterday. He's like, all the things you're doing wrong is because it's like lack of confidence in your yeah, yeah, yeah. in your decision making. And he basically yeah. said like, uh, Aiden actually told me something really similar in a different way, in like the support way. But, um, he say Aiden said, I'm just really wishy-washy with my decision-making. And mm -hmm. I know it's a lack of confidence. It's like, I need to decide I'm showing up to this fight or I'm not, you know, like yeah. one or the other, like, it doesn't matter which I'll learn what was correct, you know, after the game, or we can, I can think about it to myself after or whatever. But like in the moment, you just have to make the call. And I feel yeah. like when I'm frustrated or flustered, I never make decisive decisions. But, like, when I'm in the moment, I never do this, like, hesitation back and forth shit. I, I just never do it. I'm either, like, strictly showing up to these fights because I'm ready. If I see a fight break out, I'm like, I'm fucking ready to go because I knew I was ready to go. Or not, you know? And I remember, like, how many games when I'm in this weird mode. Like, when I say weird, it's like it feels surreal to be in this, faith, like, uh, focused mode where... um. I don't feel like I'm supposed to go to a fight, so I don't go. And then my team wins the fight. It happens <laughs> way more often when I'm, but, like, in this, but, like, weird zone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, also the other thing about that, though, is, like, whether whether your team wins or loses 4v5 or 4v4 or wh whatever it is, it's, like, it's still just better that you're farming and hitting your own timings, right? Like, in this current patch that's that's literally all that matters because like you you are literally the win condition as the thing uh, is Jakira, this was a jakiro you know? game though oh this was, this was <laughs> my support game as yeah no there all was right, a point well, <laughs> no there was a point in the game where there was like creeps about to hit our tier two so i walked there and then i was like pretty under leveled because we had a bad lane and so I walked over to farm my creeps All near right. my tier two, sure. and then a fight broke out bottom. And I'm like, I really don't feel like I'm very useful. It was like 12 minutes in the game. I'm like, I don't think I do much for this. There was no tower. Oh, well, I, I mean, so if, it, if it's that early, I, I feel like your your carry shouldn't even be involved in. Like, no, this is an EU game. It's fucking four v four. This is the EU. It's four v four at 12 minutes. What do you mean? So, so I'm like, I'm like in my safe lane. I'm like, I feel like in days where I'm flustered, I would 100% show up to this fight. But instead, I stayed in my lane because I didn't feel very useful, and I ended up getting, like, three creep waves of farm. And that's, like, half my four staff or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, that felt really fucking good. And then my team won the fight. And I'm yeah. just like, I swear to you guys, if you're in this zone, the fights you don't feel like you're supposed to go to, it's usually right to just not go. Yeah, like, it usually works out really well. It's like... Yeah. It's not a coincidence. I, it's not a coincidence. I, I, I cannot be convinced it's a coincidence. Because every game I'm in the chill zone, there's so many fights that my team wins without me uh, being there. And I also know that uh, like there's days where I'm getting really frustrated at the beginning of the game. And then I'm like, I, I go into this DGAF mode where I'm like, I'm just going to play my own fucking game. Fuck these guys. And I swear the next fight's a 4v5 without me and my team wipes them. I swear it happens so often. It happens so often where I'm like, I'm not showing up to the shit. And then my team just wipes up and I'm like, what the, what the hell? So, uh, that's, that's my testimony and my personal, uh, experience so far. Yeah. But, uh, that's been a lot of my coaching sessions recently. I was just like, I have this Medusa guy who's like thousand gold off Scotty or like a Luna who's 500 gold off BKB. And I'm like, why the fuck are you at this fight, bro? Why are yeah, you here? Uh, why are I, you I, here I, right I, now? I, I, I sometimes tune into your coaching session just to like see what, what concepts you're, you're teaching at that time or whatever. And literally most of the time I tune in, you're just like, or like the carry player will show up to a fight and you're like, all right, why is this wrong? They have like 3,300 gold in the bank with like, you know, with like a MKB queued up. It's like, why is this wrong? <laughs> Enemy carry has a butterfly or like they're a PA or something. It's like, hmm. <laughs> the thing is though, when you're in the zone, you're just so aware of your own existence. Yeah. You're just like, I know I need this MKB. So like, you're just not gonna fight them when you yeah. when you're building that MKB. You just well, know. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because like it, 
you you see their eagle song when you only have like 2k gold it's not a false feeling so, flappy so, fuck you so, so you know you know they're gonna hit butterfly <laughs> you know they're gonna hit butterfly before before you can finish your mkb so like you you literally have to finish your mkb before you, you show up to fight right because they're just you know they're gonna hit Absolutely. that item a little bit i feel like when i'm in tune with my own game i'm also thinking like what are the power spikes of the opponent that i'm afraid of yeah yeah exactly and i avoid those you know I'm, yeah. I'm much better at avoiding them for sure like i'll be i'll pay attention i'm like oh yeah you know i think their next big power spike is their offlaner getting a blink so then I'm just like constantly monitoring his inventory and like what's where he is on the map. If he's like expending, you know, when you see people like dumping all of their mana to get last hits, you're like, okay, that guy's farming a blink and then going back to base. Like, you know exactly what they're doing if you think about the game that way. So it it's definitely, um, yeah, I, I mean, the problem is I've been inconsistent about doing it and I think it's bleeding into my streaming. You know, we are nearing about our hour mark, but I I feel like as a streamer, I asked Max Quakefa yesterday. I call him Max because we're close like that and we're friends oh, and yeah, tight yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Whatever, that's one of my favorite memes. <laughs> 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 yes, I do call him by my his first name because we're close like that in parentheses. Um, that's one of my favorites. But um, no, he just, uh, what was I even talking about? Oh, I asked him, I'm like, I feel like you're better at interacting with your Twitch chat than I am. And he's like, I feel like you treat your Twitch chat like they're way better than they are. That's basically what he said. He's like, you give them way more respect than they deserve. Yeah. And I'm like, I also feel like I give my teammates in pubs like way more respect than they deserve. It's like, am I ever going to be top MMR if I don't trust myself to know more about the hero I'm currently playing than my teammates? Yeah, well, do you yeah, know what I mean? Though, good point. yeah, 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 no, it, it is a very good point. Well, I mean, that that kind of goes back to the whole confidence thing that we were talking about, right? Because it's like if you if you value your teammates' opinions and like you know you say say I, I mean, look, everyone makes mistakes in in pubs, right? That, that that's pretty much what pubs are for is like making mistakes so you yeah. don't make the mistakes in officials, Absolutely. and and. You know, even if you make a mistake in a pub, if like your team, if your teammate like flames you and like tells you to play a different way because like you were a little like you over pushed a lane or something a little too much or or, you know, you were slightly over aggressive in a fight. It's like, no, you probably have the right idea about the about the fight. It's just again, like like you just pushed it a little too far. Right. And uh, I feel like that's a lot of people's issues is like they make one mistake and they get over influenced about like you know what their, their teammates are telling or, them to or, do or, or their play style or that's what i'm letting and... chad do that's literally what i let my twitch chat do to me mm -hmm. and like you know a lot of people are memeing that like the lesson he gave is just permaban toxic shitters which <laughs> he did say that but the thing is it's like if chat tells me i did something wrong and i'm like really confident that it was this that was wrong in the game that like in the past i would like question myself like is chat have a point maybe they do i know i messed mm -hmm. up that game but it's like, I'm either confident that I messed up or not, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of games, I think. The more you play Dota, the more and more you play. If you do mess up, you, you're fully aware of, like, how you messed up. Right? Oh, yeah. like, Absolutely. And so... That, I, I mean, that that's one of the most frustrating things about Twitch it's chat so, for me. It's, it's, like, yeah, it's yeah. like, literally, if, if, I, if I die or whatever, I mean, like... I die a shit ton, especially when I'm unfocused, because I will you just, do, yeah. I will literally push waves until I die over and over, just I've to see this, yeah. what happens. Just like, just for the sake of it, you know. Yeah, like, I told, I many, told my how viewers, how many heroes are gonna come to their tier when you were play, when you were playing on two bays. I told my viewers, this is the monkey special. He's gonna go for that extra wave. He's gonna die to these three guys <laughs> sitting right there. I said, this is the monkey special. <laughs> no, I'm done. When I'm when I'm not like when I'm not super well well practiced in Dota, I do that all the time, like all the time. Like again, it's it's I know it's bad. Everyone has it's their bad. weird quirks that they do when yeah. they are like rusty or like not thinking. And I'm like, this yeah, is the yeah. monkey special right here. I know exactly what your quirk is. <laughs> mine is but, mine uh, is showing up to fights that I have no business showing up to. That's like 100 percent mine. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, but, but but it's like you know any anytime i do have have a random death like twitch i was like oh that was not a good death because of this and this and this and i'm like wow i if you didn't say anything i would have been clueless thank goodness <laughs> no my favorite the thing is people take me as like permabanding toxic shitters as like a way that's going to reduce my viewership 
I was looking at my chat pretty much all day today, and I was I was pretty feisty, but I was like they were calling me tilted. I'm stuff like I'm like guys, I'm not fucking tilted. I'm just telling you you're stupid when you're stupid. There was like <laughs> at least ten people. I told them that they were stupid, but they weren't being toxic. They were just saying dumb uh -huh. shit. But when I was watching the chat, I had to perma two people today. Okay, I'll give you my example just so people can understand what we mean by like you're being a toxic piece of shit. Sure. I uh, I played Jakiro. The, one of the games, right? And it was the same game as the Spectre game. And my Spearbreaker 4 position was originally marked safe lane. And then when Yang marked safe lane, who's like rank 50, the guy's rank 400, the Spearbreaker, about the same rank as me, he then moved his thing to 4 position, picked Spearbreaker, didn't really support all game, and went like 1 in 18. Okay? Okay. And I said to them after the game, I said, this guy is a rank 400 appearingly carry player, so I'm going to avoid him. That's all I said. And somebody in chat said, so Spearbreaker made you miss all of those ice paths. <laughs> Permanent. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with that guy? <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, oh, he said it in some toxic way too. He's like, oh, so that guy made you miss all those ice paths, didn't he? You know, that's what he said. And I was just like, what frustration with life are you projecting into this conversation right now? I didn't say anything about his play. I just said he's clearly a core player. Like, I didn't even flame him. I didn't even say he was bad. I just said he's clearly a core player, and he's about the same rank. So I don't I don't want to play with him. So it's like, you know. You, you should have just doubled down and been like, yes, he did make me mess up my <laughs> Fuck uh, that guy. <laughs> Get yeah, if that's if that spear breaker was a better support player, I wouldn't have missed my ice paths. The funny thing is, I do believe there's one or two times that he bashed them out of my ice path. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, people don't realize if you say you have to like ban somebody for being toxic shitters, you guys have to try pretty hard. Like yeah. it's I was looking at chat, there's only like two people all day that I had to like I... perma ban. I mean, I mean try my, my thing is my thing is like if if one person says like an annoying thing a couple of times, I'm like whatever. If I see one name saying an annoying things consistently for an entire stream, like by hour six, I'm gonna be like, dude, I'm just I'm done with you. I've literally just seen you make shitty comment after shitty comment. Like <laughs> people don't think I remember Twitch chat names, but I I, I actually I kind of, nah, I make you mental notes, them. like, as you, you do. You definitely take the mental notes. Most of the time, it's not good to be in the mental notes of a streamer. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> most, most of the time. Yeah. The thing is, whenever I see a, a debatably toxic comment, one that maybe their intentions were different, I can, t you know, you can tell, right? Like, it's either bad intentioned. Either way, it was like a bad impression. But, like, I could mm -hmm. tell maybe they meant it differently. I just look at their chat history. I'm just, like, Damn. pull it up real quick. And it's that, if that's, like, their <laughs> if that's like their third message ever, permaban. You know, it's, like, yeah, you're yeah. not, you don't have good intentions. Fuck you. If that's, like, you know, if they chat a lot or, like, I look through their chat log and it's, like, whatever, everything else is just kind of chill, then I just leave it. But, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's it's very interesting that... I realized from Koifa that my gameplay and the reason I struggle with Twitch chat are the exact same reason, which I thought was very interesting. So yeah. today I was mean, a nice I mean, day. Not, not, not I, I came into my stream today feeling real nice. I was just like, you know, if Twitch chat gives me flack, I'm going to fucking permaban some people and yeah. it's going to feel really good. And that's, the two times, two times I had to, people don't realize when you have 2000 viewers over the course of an eight hour stream, that's like 30,000 unique viewers. I don't think yeah, they realize that. It's a there. lot more than 2,000. It's like if I ban two people, I'm not losing one one-thousandth of my viewers. I'm losing one thirty or one thirty-thousand or fifteen-thousandth of my yeah. viewers. So, wow, BSG yeah. Is so good at math. Yeah, that was very quick maths right there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Today was a nice day for me, monkeys. I was kind of emo but, over the weekend. Yeah. I had, like, that trip to London, and then I came back, and I'm just like, man, snap back to reality. And then it just didn't feel like there was any gravity either, so. <laughs> I hate you so much.
Do you have a coaching session? Isn't it six? Didn't you say nah, you always, I, always have coaching sessions? Nah, I, I, the coaching session actually was before the... Uh, before the, I, the, I remember I said I was like mentally tired during this podcast. Yeah, I see. We we do need to hold it to an hour because you know, just keep ourselves in line here. But uh, yeah, mom spaghetti, not silent. Thank you. Um, my knees are feeling a little weak. Arms are heavy. But are you uh, just gonna do this for five minutes and just and just speak the whole song. <laughs> and, and I, Is there vomit on my sweater already? Already? <laughs> yeah, honestly, if I keep doing it too good, it'll DMCA me. <laughs> but uh, I have to leave next Monday for TI. So if you're available, I'd love to do a coaching, or not a coaching, a podcast on Sunday. All right. If you're Sounds available, good. get one more in yep. before we go. Uh, Absolutely. It's always nice to talk to you, buddy. We talked like at least five minutes about TI today, so that's good. At least, you know, we got yeah. some TI discussion, and I, I mean, yes. again, it's like, what, what, what do you really want to want us to say before yeah, TI? Yeah, you don't need it's to, like... you don't need to validate. There's nothing left to say. <laughs> Just so you guys know, we got, we are brought to you guys by Prediction. You can see it in the top right, right up there. All their socials, Spotify, iTunes. There's a lot of other podcasts that they do across multiple other games. So you can check them out. Uh, you can be a patron for the podcast if you would like. Pretty much allows you to do uh, like a question every month and a few other little things. Exclamation point Patreon. It's the same Patreon as my coaching. There's just the one tier for podcasters. And uh, if you're interested at all in supporting the podcast... Maybe monkeys can afford a bigger beanie or a better beanie or whatever. So, uh, my beanie is great. What the hell? I love you too, monkeys. Okay, buddy. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. All right, sounds good. Have a good night, BSJ. Bye, Bye everybody. Night, See you, buddy. Bye. -bye.